Our Bible reading today comes from two passages. The first is Psalm 23, found on page 862. The second is Matthew 11, 25 to 30, found on page 1513. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And now Matthew eleven twenty-five to 30. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was for your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal himself. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in your heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Congregation beloved of Christ, there are some things that you never forget. And for me, this is one of them. It was on a Sunday night, summer day, in, uh, in Ottawa. We had an evening service, and a woman walked into church kind of off the street. And I'm telling you, she was at least 300 pounds, if not more. And afterwards, we invited her to our house for tea. And we had a little book lying on our coffee table, which I don't know why it was there, but... God in his providence made sure that it was. And she said, I, 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 I see you, this book about abuse, sexual abuse. Well, let me tell you my story. 
And she did. And I won't go into any of the details. But it's the kind of story when you hear it, you say to yourself, I wish that I could resign from the human race. Anyway, this woman who utterly, utterly despised herself so that she would stuff herself with loaves of bread through Jackie's ministry to her came to know Jesus. And you know what her favorite song was? It's the one that we just sang, Christ, the life of all the living. Thousand, thousand thanks are due, dearest Jesus, unto you. There are too many people like that in our world. They're not all fat and big. They haven't all suffered from sexual abuse. But there are millions and millions of people who would like the truth of Psalm 23 to be part of their lives, that goodness and mercy will will follow them all the days of their life and that they may have that they may have rest and, and, and peace for their troubled minds and soul. In Matthew chapter eleven, the passage that we read, you know, that is preceded by um, verse twenty and following, and it goes back earlier of course, but In verse 20, Jesus preaches judgment on the cities of Bethsaida and Chorazin who had seen his mighty, powerful works, but they hadn't come to any repentance. And then later on, we we, we seem to meet, you know, a totally different Jesus, but it's the same one. And he, he offers a prayer of praise and thanksgiving to his Father. Father, I thank you that you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned. What things remain hidden? Well, it is the secret of the kingdom of God. It is is the gospel of the kingdom. And Jesus says, they have been revealed to to little children or really to to little people, people of no account. Those of you who are older than I am (laughs) may remember Abraham Kuyper, the founder of the Free University in Holland, who always talked about the Kleine Leiden, the the little people, the little people. I think he was taking a page out of of this passage. You know, we we live in a world which, which loves power.
power. It loves money, wealth. It loves strong, strong people. Jesus says, thank you, Father. Thank you that you have hidden the treasures of the kingdom from the people who blow their own horns and who, and who think that they're really something and have shown it to the little people. To people who are hurt, to people who despise themselves, to people who don't know what to make of life, and not just life in general, but their, their own life, who suffer daily from mental anguish and pain or suffer physically. And Jesus says to them, or he says to his Father about them, I praise you for people such as these. Father, this was your good pleasure. And he goes on to say, Father, you revealed yourself through me to these kind of people. And he says, all things have been revealed to me by my Father and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. You know, there are so many astonishing words in the Bible, and, and these are certainly some of them, and we'll, we'll, we'll read more of them later on. Jesus is saying to us, and, and He also mentions that many times in the Gospel of John, if you want to know God, if you want to have the peace that David spoke about in Psalm 23, then you have to know David's son, Jesus, because he is the only one who can show you who God is. Now, this has, of course, become known as the scandal of Christianity, the scandal of the cross, because we are saying, as Peter said, there is no other name given under heaven, you know, by which we can be saved. There is no other religion in the world whose leader can save you except Jesus, except Jesus. And we may not be able to understand the mystery of that, but it is up to the church not to be apologetic about Jesus or to try to answer every theological and philosophical question about who God is and how He has revealed Himself. That's really not the issue. The issue is that the church preaches Christ Jesus as Lord and, and, and helps us, His people, to follow Him. And it is this Jesus that says 
to everyone here. Come to me, all you who are tired and weary, and I will give you rest, or I will rest you. Come to me. Now, that's another one of these, you know, preposterous words in a sense. <laughs> Suppose I, I were to say to you, if you want to have a good life, you know, come, come to me. And there are many teachers and gurus who are saying exactly that. If you want to have success, if you want to be financially stable, come to me. But all the people throughout history who have ever said those words, except for Jesus, those people have been total failures because they were not able to help anyone really. Now, I know I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, when we were little children and you fall on the sidewalk and you scrape both of your knees and it hurts and you cry and then your mother says, come, come to me, come, come, come here. And she wraps her, her arms around you and, and you feel, you feel, you feel good. You feel peace. Well, mothers can do that because Jesus also does it. And he shows us how to do it. He says, come, come to me, all you who are tired and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now, the kind of tiredness that Jesus was speaking about here is, yeah, it's, 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 it's physical tiredness, it's, it's mental tiredness, but it is probably more spiritual tiredness. You see, in Jesus' days, the Pharisees, they had a, a system of religion which really stressed obedience to the law. For, I don't know if, you know if I've told you this before, but it was, it was wrong in Jesus' days for a Jewish woman to look into a mirror. Why? Well, she might see a gray hair. And if she sees a gray hair, she will pluck it out. And plucking hair is like reaping a harvest, which is work, which is against the law. And you remember the story. Jesus' disciples were, you know, picking some heads of wheat and rubbing it in their hands and eating the grain. And you can't do that on the Sabbath day. And so there were law upon law, rule upon rule. And Jesus says, come to me. 
Now, many of us, again, who are older, <laughs> we, we suffered <laughs> under that regime, too. I mean, we could walk on Sundays, but we couldn't skate and, you know, all that stuff. I won't go into that, but, but it is that kind of, that oppressive religion which, rather than makes you experience the love of God in Christ Jesus, it, 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 it puts you under pressure, it makes you scared, and, and, and you see God as, as an angry God, and you feel far removed from Him. And Jesus says to such people, Come, come to me. Come to me, because I am the only one who can truly show you, show you who God is, who my Father is. I am the only one who can show you His loving face. And if you want to have peace and rest, you must come to me. And my brothers and sisters, that invitation from Jesus goes out to all of us here this morning. You may not be plagued by legalism, but you have your own things to deal with. All of us have something that we deal with. I mean, life is a succession of burdens. <laughs> I remember uh, two years ago, I was visiting my, my, my oldest brother in Nova Scotia, and um, I, I, you know, I, I didn't have cancer at the time yet. Well, I did, but I didn't know it. But I had fallen on a patch of ice a year before, and I couldn't walk very well. And my oldest brother, he wasn't doing very well walking either. And we went to a restaurant. We had to climb about 15 steps. And it was a spectacle. And there were two young waitresses standing at the top having a smoke. And they were kind of looking at us. And I said to them, you know, if you get old enough, maybe you'll be like this too someday. But the fact of the matter is, <laughs> you know, all of us will experience something mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually at some time in their life, and we will feel burdened, we will feel sorrow, and we will feel the pain of existence. And Jesus says to us, Come to me. I will give you rest. And, you know, Jesus was speaking in Aramaic. He probably said, I will give you Shabbat. I will give you Shalom. I will give you Sabbath kind of rest, which enables you to see again who God the Father is and to see something of the beauty of the kingdom of God. So, that's one thing. Come to me. Then the second verb is, take my yoke upon you. 
Now, a, a, a yoke is, is that, that wooden implement which ties uh, two cows or two oxen or, you know, two or more together so that they can plow. And they always yoked an older animal with a younger animal because the older animal had experience and the younger one didn't have experience. But if the young one were yoked to the older one, the older one could show the young one how to do what they were supposed to do. Now, here is Jesus and saying to us, take my yoke up on you and learn from me. Now, when the young cow or, you know, the heifer is tied to the bull or the cow by yoke, it means that wherever the old one goes, the younger one has to follow. So what Jesus is saying, when you take my yoke on you, it means that you go where I go. <laughs> you know, we, we have confessed this for, for, forever. My only comfort in life and in death is that I belong to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. But we like to say, yeah, that's, you know, that's well and good, and it's great that someday we can go to heaven, but, but we're here now. And we, we need to follow Jesus now. And he says, you take my yoke. And that means you follow me and and why do we need to follow him? Because Jesus is the one who has preached the gospel of the kingdom. Think again of the Sermon on the Mount, you know, earlier in, in Matthew's gospel. That is, that is really the constitution of the kingdom of God. And, and Jesus said, when you take my yoke and when you are tied to me, you, you follow me, you go where I go, and you, and you listen to my teaching, and, and you are equipped to follow me, to go with me. Learn, learn from, from me. Learn from me. Why? Because I'm gentle and humble in heart. You know, we have some dreadful pictures of Jesus, many of them made in the late 19th century, early 20th century. And that was also the time when they always, when they spoke much about gentle Jesus, meek and mild. And these people forgot that Jesus also had his stormy north side. When, when, when Jesus talks about being gentle and humble, he, he accepts us as we are. He leads us and he guides us as a shepherd. He is not like 
a cop with a baton or a gun, or pardon me if there are teachers, but, you know, uh, an angry teacher. I've had some of those, you know, who, who scare the living daylights out of you. That's not who Jesus is, and that's not how he, he operates. Learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart. No, again, Jesus is never interested in flexing his muscles and showing his power. Jesus is interested in seeking out little people who despise themselves and who need peace and rest for their souls and their minds. And it is only by looking to this Jesus that we will find rest for our souls because he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Pharisees made life almost impossible for the Jews of Jesus' days. Our religion, that is, our walk before God, is not supposed to be a burden <laughs> that keeps us down and afraid and fearful all the time. It is supposed to lift our souls, our hearts, and our minds so that we see Jesus, the shepherd, who leads us beside still and quiet waters and who restores our souls. My brothers and sisters, I don't, I don't know most of you, you know, and I can't look into anybody's soul or heart, but there is one who can, and that is God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. He sees each one of us. He knows who we are. He knows our struggles. And those struggles, they will continue but don't forget. And let me just repeat this. I know I've said it, but I want to say it again. Here are three verbs. Come to me. Take my yoke. Learn from me. Come, take, learn. And only then will you have rest, rest and peace, shalom for your souls. And only in that way can we also be a blessing to one another and to the world. The world is filled with troubled people, with people who are so afraid so lonely, 
so desperate. They need people like you and I who have seen the face of God in Jesus Christ pointing them to Jesus and showing where they can find rest and peace. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you that you have given us Jesus, your Son, to be our Savior from sin, to be our Savior from sorrow, pain, and everything that bothers us because of sin. May we find rest in you. Help all of us in our varied struggles to lay ourselves, place ourselves before you and know that your holy love can set us free from our distress and our pain. Lord, bless this world. Bless everyone in this world who is suffering. Bless leaders of the world. May they lead. May they not look for their own glory and power, but may they work for the peace of their nations and for the well-being of their peoples. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Prince of Peace, our loving shepherd and our faithful guide to whom we wish to be yoked now and forevermore. Amen.